from Mamma Mia. Hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Since 2013, we've been watching Aussie bachelors whittle a crowd of love interest ladies down to just two on the Channel 10 TV series. Welcome to season seven of The Bachelor. From the arrivals through single and group dates, rose ceremonies and hometown visits, we get to the final day, the day we've all been waiting for. But what's really happening behind the scenes of those last few hours? Today, we speak to Bachelor contestants of the past to see what it's really like to sit by and wait to see if you're the one. For the past six years, we've watched as the Australian Bachelor of the Year makes his final choice. One of those women has battled it out for eight weeks and 16 episodes on our TV screens to get to this final day. Like Anna. Anna, I love you. Sam. Sam, that person is you. I love you, Sam. Snijana. I want to spend the rest of my life with you, Snijana. I really do. Alex. And following my heart has led me to you. I love you, Alex. (laughs) And Laura. Laura, I love you. (laughs) Let's be honest, we're riding off the Honey Badger season. Sorry, Brittany and Sophie. Too much for me right now. So now, in 2019, who will Matt choose as the love of his life? It's a... the shitty part of it that I have to make a decision based on the strength of connections and that's it. And what is it really like on the final day? Is it a whole lot of waiting and standing around? And what happens if you're the one who doesn't win The Bachelor's Heart? Do you really just walk away? Someone who knows a bit about it is Lisa Hyde. She was the one who lost her heart to Blake in season two. Lisa, what was it like to wake up in South Africa on that final day? Um, waking up on that final morning, I actually, this is very different to what all the other seasons would be, I had an allergic reaction, so I had swollen eyes. So they had to postpone to another two days. <laughs> so it wasn't really good at all because I just you do anything for love, but I really didn't want to be on TV with big swollen eyes. When I did get to the final 24 hours, it's a really weird feeling because you really just don't know what's going to happen. Um, you kind of feel just a little bit lost, I think, and no one around you can tell you what's going to happen. So you're either setting yourself up to spend the rest of your life with someone or not. <laughs> it's a Yeah, it's a really weird feeling. So everyone around you is trying to coach you through a day where they don't really know what the outcome is going to be? No, everyone else knows the outcome. Um, that's the thing. And you don't. And so, you know, you try and get hints from people and, and try and get, uh, you know, find out different things. And obviously the crew can't say anything. One crew member, though, from my season, she said, you'll be okay if he doesn't choose you. <laughs> oh, so you can is. read into that as you wish. Yes. How many hours of filming goes into that final episode? It's long. It's a massive day because you're up um, doing makeup and hair and then you're actually doing like interviews on camera and then you actually have to film the whole ending. But they do it separately. Obviously, you're not going to cross paths with the other person. So it's a massive day of shooting and it takes forever. So after you're told you're not the one... What happens then? Obviously, you're overseas. You can't just head home. What do you do? (laughs) Well, um, I drove away in a car and I had a few tears. And actually, they've already got your – because you pack all your bags before you go. Just um, That's just a thing that you do. You did it every rose ceremony. 
and they're like, okay, great, you're off to another hotel. So you don't see anyone, you just have one minder with you. So that night, are you just stuck in your hotel room crying into your coffee cup? Are you allowed to go and hit a bar somewhere or does a crew member commiserate with you, your minder? What happens? Yeah, the crew members are actually pretty good. And um, I remember we went to a really awesome hotel. I think it was better than where that bachelor was actually staying anyway. And she was like, let's go by the pool. Let's have drinks. Here's your phone. And it's just like Christmas all at once, really. Like they actually make you feel really good. So then you said you don't, you moved out of the hotel where the bachelor is staying. Do you cross paths with him at any stage from that point on, on the flight home, any point? Have you ever spoken to him again? No, actually you, you don't. From the top four, the girls don't stay in the same place. So you're completely separated. So when you go into the bro ceremony from the top four girls, that's kind of like they're all bumping into each other and they only see each other then. And I think that's just to kind of keep each other from talking and to say, you know, I've got a great connection because as you get to the end, you get really kind of, you know, you get upset seeing that person have such a great connection with the other contestant. And so, you know, there's kind of risk of girls leaving. So they really separate you. And then even with, yeah, top two, Sam and I, I remember we were in Table Bay Mountain Hotel in South Africa and I'm yelling at her because we were good friends, yelling at her from the end of the hallway going, hey. (laughs) And we were trying to make contact and they were like pulling us apart like we couldn't see each other. So they really do separate you and you don't see anyone on the plane run home. You go home with half of the crew. So half of the crew go with the other people, um, the winners and The Bachelor, and then, but yeah, I'd never seen Blake ever again. <laughs> I'd spoken to him on the phone. Um, he did ask Sam if he could have my number and give me a call, and that was, I guess, just to see how I was going. But yeah, after that, you don't really see anyone. So that's it. There's no rap party where you all get together for one last time and, and like, in just never again, you walk away, back to your old life. No, no, there's no party to say, oh, I chose the other girl. (laughs) Um, Okay, I didn't think about it like that. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, actually, because you're taken to another hotel. So the whole crew have a rap party. Like, there is a party, there's a celebration, and it's with the girl that he chooses and the bachelor. And that happens at the hotel where they stay but you don't hear any of it because it's not like you're crying in your room going, oh, my God, they're all having a party. (laughs) Lana Jevons-Fellows was the runner-up of season three, losing fitness guru Sam Woods' heart to Snijana. Lana, can you talk us through your final day? You didn't get a fancy overseas trip to distract you for your season finale. So what was it like at the end for you? So, yeah, I ended up in the Blue Mountains of Sydney, so about one hour from my home. It wasn't exactly a tropical destination, but I think it was easier having gone through what I went through just to be able to get in a car, drive an hour, go home and sleep in my own bed that night instead of having to get on a 15-hour flight, you know, heartbroken. That would be pretty miserable. Can you talk us through exactly what happens that day? We, I mean, we only see, a what, an hour of it in total. So yeah. what does it look like that final day for you? Well, the final day for me started really early in the morning. And I just remember sitting in my room. We went into hair and makeup really, really early. Um, and I just remember sitting in my room. I had like a it was sort of a a townhouse type unit on this big farm like estate. There was a lot of waiting around, you know, just sitting around all dolled up to wait and go and 
film, you know, the the pieces to camera that you see, you see the girls doing, talking about how they're feeling, et cetera. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah. And then I think we went into, and oh, then I remember getting driven to, um, sitting in the middle of a paddock somewhere and sitting in the car for, I don't know how long, I don't know, maybe an hour, two hours before I went into the final rose ceremony in my dress, in, like in this poofy dress in the back of a car. So yeah. was that just literally you in holding for your moment with the bachelor or is that yeah. all you were doing is just literally in a holding pattern? Yeah, I was in a holding pattern from the day before that as well. So I don't think I was allowed to leave the house at all the day before, all the all the dwellings that I was in. So two days earlier, um, I had my final date the day before. Snajana had her final date, and then we had the finale. So I hadn't been out for, for you know two days. So I'd stayed in that room the whole day before, and stayed in that room the whole day until I went out and filmed um, whatever pieces to camera I had to film. Tell us about what happens after you get told that you're not going to be the one. What process happens from that moment? Do you literally just walk away and that's it, cut ties? Do you go out? What happens? Well, for me, and I can only speak from my experience, I don't know what they do with everyone, um, but I was back in this car that I'd been sat in and then you have to film that piece where they, um, you know, you talk, you know, the drive away piece that they always do and so I had to film that piece and I just remember like driving up and down this road and I was just like, get me out of this car, I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and that's quite painful after having gone through the whole final row ceremony, then get put in a car, then have to, you know, do that scene. And then I remember getting dropped off in a barn and sitting on like a stack of hay <laughs> and then waiting because we were filming out in um, – you know, out in the countryside. And I just remember sitting on like, I think it was like a barrel of hay in a barn waiting for um, someone to pick me up. And you're still in your fancy dress at this stage? Yes, yes. I was in a beautiful gown that I picked, which I loved. And I was just sitting in a barn. I was like, okay, this isn't how I planned my evening to go. And then what happens? Do you, so someone comes and picks you up, do they take you and send you straight home? Is that how it worked? Yeah. Yeah, so because I lived in Sydney, I think if you live, um, you know, in a different state, you stay in a hotel that evening um, and then I guess you'll fly home the next day. And so I had the choice to go home, so I went straight home to my house. Then do you download everything that's been happening aside from that? Obviously, you kind of, you experience that final day twice, the day that you film and then the day that it actually goes to air on the telly. Yeah. In that time between the two... Do you then kind of have to keep yourself also in a bit of a lockdown while all of this is unfolding on the telly? Yeah, it is quite difficult because you kind of, particularly I think for whoever the girls are that go to that top two, because there's a lot of pressure on you to keep your mouth shut. And so, you know, you spend a lot of time just sort of politely smiling to people when they say, oh, we know you win or whatever, whatever. So you sort of have to, yeah in that those four months waiting for the show to air kind of live a little bit of um, a double life and not really reveal your true feelings on the matter or what the outcome of the show is because then you you know you ruin it for everyone and then you've obviously got contractual obligations where you you know you can't speak about it. Now Lana when we brought your name up in the office that we're talking to you a lot of people said the same thing is that you genuinely seemed heartbroken at the end of that. Looking back at it now, do you think you were genuinely heartbroken or was it a situational thing? It's such a weird situation to be in in the first place. But do you, looking back, still feel like that was really a heartbreaking moment for you? 
of course I was heartbroken because I did put a lot of time and energy into, you know, building a relationship with someone to then ultimately be let down at the very last moment. Um, and if I, if I wasn't heartbroken, I feel like I wouldn't be a human with a good intention, you know, and if I wasn't heartbroken, then I wasn't there for the right reasons, you know. So I think if you're not heartbroken, then what are you doing there? <laughs> As a final kick in the guts for Lana, she told us after we wrapped up this chat that she wasn't even allowed to keep that pretty dress. Good luck tonight, Bachelor Girls, but remember, one of them will be in Lana and Lisa's shoes. That's all for The Quickie today. For more episodes, head to mamamia.com.au forward slash The Quickie. And if you're up for it, could you chunk us a five-star review in your podcast app? It helps us get into more people's suggested list. Thanks. <laughs> 